Okay, so we continue on the topic here of ona, of exploiting another person in the context of a uh, business transaction, selling merchandise. So here he writes, Gam im Sometimes it happens that I buy something, I could pick something up on eBay or some, uh, you know, Craigslist or something like that. I go ahead and I buy it. I thought that I got a good price. Turns out that I was ripped off. I realized I show it to somebody afterwards and say, hey, check it out. Spend 200 bucks on this thing. It should really cost 500. I said, no, it doesn't cost 50 bucks. What are you talking about? You got, you got way overcharged. So now I go ahead and say, well, I got to justify this. I already got overcharged. I'm just going to charge the same amount that I paid. In that way, I didn't do anything wrong because I'm char- charging what I paid. So that that's actually also You're not allowed to do that. So you're not allowed to go ahead and sell the object, that item, for the same thing, knowing that you are now exploiting the next person. That's going to be Asr. Or in the event that you bought something, and it turns out that there was a defect on it, for whatever reason, you weren't able to return it. So you say, you know what? I'll just sell it to the next chump, and I'll go ahead and have him, uh, you know, too bad on him if he doesn't go ahead and check it out ahead of time. And I'm just going to pass it on, pass it forward. So it's, so that you also you're not allowed to do. Hagam Even though that means that you are going to be the one who's going to suffer the loss because you overpaid, and you're not going to be able to recover it. So that is rule number two. Too bad. So sad. Then... Uh, the person, there, there's no real halachic reason why you have a halachimina to do so. You just don't want to lose. So just pass it on. Okay, then you leave the original uh, tag on it. It says that you paid $200. They say, look, I paid $200. There's a tag. Okay, now, next halach is, Yeshom, some people say, that in the event that the seller says that I'm selling you this object as is. One second. Oh, okay. As is, as is. And Moel, so that is going to be acceptable. So you could sell something as is, and that means that the buyer, if you sell a used car as is, that means the buyer can't come back to you later on and say, the CD player isn't working, the whatever, the air conditioning is not working, there's no transmission in here, whatever it's going to be. Can't go ahead. That one actually could. So he says, In the event that the practice is, that if you sell it as is, that you cannot cancel the sale subsequently by saying, oh, I didn't realize something's wrong with it, and now that I I, I see this defect, I want to go ahead and reverse the sale. If it's a new item and it's defective, and what you say as is, and the person... Should also work. Should also work. If you sell it as is, so as is. The person assumes that it's new must be good. Then why would they put as is? As is usually is indicative of that there may be something wrong with it, and it's on you to go ahead and check it out. And some people limit this uh, allowance to sell something as is without disclosing all of the particular defects on the thing, provided that the buyer had a chance to go ahead and check it out. Like if the, the, uh, the selling a used car, you say, yeah, if you want to take it to your mechanic and have your mechanic look it over, so that's fine. But the seller says, I'm selling it as is. Whatever you find, you find. But I'm selling it as is. And the person buys it and doesn't even bother to bring it to his mechanic. So then he can't come back later and complain because you had an opportunity to get it checked out. You didn't exercise that, uh, that right that you had. Don't come crutching to me afterwards. If you, if you sell it as is, do you, have to, you don't have to tell them about the radio then? Right, right. We could just say, as is means as is, you check it out. I'm not taking any achrayas for, uh, for anything. Now, last thing is, So this happens sometimes, that a uh, person buys something, 
and then they realize that it's defective, but they're too lazy to go ahead and call up the merchant right away. So you know what, I'll get to it tomorrow, next week, next month, whatever it is. And in the meantime, they go ahead and they use it. And they use it continuously while they have it before they go ahead and uh, decide to, uh, to exercise it. So, hareze mechila. So as a general rule, when the buyer realizes that the merchandise he bought is defective and uses it knowing that there's a defect there, that automatically constitutes mechila. That means you forego your right to then cancel the transaction because of the defect, because you're willing to sell it. And you're not going to be able to go ahead and return it anymore. But this isn't always true. There are certain exceptions to that rule. The case which the, on the page of Shulchan Aruch that they talk about is I went it was their cases, I went ahead and I bought a horse from you, telling you that I'm going to be riding the horse to New Buffalo, and then I get to New Buffalo, and I realize that the horse is defective. So now what am I supposed to, how am I going to get home if I don't ride the horse? <laughs> but how exactly is it going to happen? That is my means of, of transportation. So in that case, where I don't really have a, a choice other than to use it until I can return it, so in that case, the usage of it does not constitute a, uh, does not constitute mechila, but it's something to be mindful of, that if you realize something is defective and you want to return it, so you really need to go ahead and return it. Why? You can't, you know, buy a sweater at the store, realize that there's a hole somewhere in the sweater, I'll return it next week. Meanwhile, I need to wear it for this event. Once you go ahead and wear it knowing that the defect is there, then you can't uh, go ahead and uh, return it. Halachically, you wouldn't be allowed to return it afterwards.